Jesus don't exist anymore They used to exist but not anymore Now you know what this podcast is for It's countries that don't exist anymore Well listeners, welcome to this Our first Countries That Don't Exist Anymore movie night uh, we decided, not because we didn't have any guests, but we thought this would be a great alternative instead, and it definitely was for that reason, that we would have a movie night where we would watch a movie inspired by our latest episode. So for our first Countries That Don't Exist Anymore movie night, bearing in mind our last episode was on the Republic of, Republic of Izo, which included Samurais, Ed, what movie are we watching? Well, I'd like to make a, a technical point here. There's no way uh, that this movie that we watched was inspired by our latest episode which only came out in 2021 phil whereas this movie came out in 2003 so yeah historically yeah historically inaccurate well maybe ed but but considering who is starring in this movie anything is possible because this guy has got connections across the time zones and across different lives multiple lives he could have dug back into his future life and found our episode and thought right i'm gonna do this Hey, well, he's OT17. He can yep. do what the hell he exactly. likes. Exactly. Uh, so, yes, the movie we watched was star- starring Lizard's um, time traveller, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And it was Alleged. 2003's The Last Samurai. Woo. They say Japan was made by a sword. So the reason we decided to do it um, was because it's in this time period and it's kind of a mashup of, of let's say, three different things. It's inspired by... Jules Brunet, who's the French military advisor we covered in the episode, uh, who was tasked with the modernising uh, or the, the leadership uh, of the shogun's remaining forces, the yes. Tokugawa forces. Um, the other thing is it comes from is it's set during the Satsuma Rebellion, where it's the real sort of showdown of the samurai against the new imperial regime. Um, and then the third thing is the life and times of Frederick Townsend Ward, um, who was a military advisor during the Taiping Rebellion and then went totally native, uh, dressing in Chinese clothes and marrying a Chinese woman. Spoilers, that's kind of what happens uh, to Tom Cruise's character. Is that, is that your conjecture that it's a mashup of these things or do you know that for a fact? Well, I don't know for is that a what you fact. reckon it's inspired by. This is what this is the three things that it seem, I believe it's been okay drawn from. Because I, when I when I watched it, my instant my first thing was like, "This is Samurai Dances with Wolves." I don't know if you've seen Dances with Wolves. Yeah, I mean, sure, but thing. we're not going to do a Countries Don't Exist Anymore episode on Dances with Wolves, so you know, it's not really a historical subject. And that's true. Um, well, maybe yeah. we should. Well, maybe we should. Yeah, absolutely, and we should also do. Waterworld, because that is a country <clears throat> that no longer exists. Well, actually, we call planets that are no longer not underwater. Exactly. That's quite a complicated <laughs> theme, too. V- Venus could be the first <laughs> one. That's, that's definitely one. Mars. Yep. Mars is no longer underwater. There's a lot. I have to say, though, there is a side vendetta, uh, which has this, been, this has been inspired by. So I posted uh, our episode of Countries That Don't Exist Anymore on Reddit in the Japanese history subreddit. And I did say that it was, you know, I made it a bit pithy. So I was like, this is a new uh, republic that tried to keep old traditions alive. And I just wrote it like that because I thought it sounded cool. Mm. And uh, wow, did I get the smackdown. Uh, so very much, okay, first of all, someone said that the they pointed- Don't tell me, Ed, that somebody criticized you on an internet forum. I know. 
I cannot believe it. <laughs> I, I, this is not the reason well, I post on... Well, no one saw on, that coming. How dare people criticise the content I'm posting <laughs> freely online. Um, but first of all, they said the Dutch didn't set up shop on the island of Ezo, and that's absolutely correct. I'm afraid I got mm. carried away. Uh, it wasn't on Ezo, so sorry about that. It was another Thanks for much that potential more, listener. Much, much smaller island. That was That's a fact. But the, the other thing is I sort of we just we sort of hinted that these people were very much interested in the preservation of the samurai order, which is absolutely correct. They were. But, oh, wow, did I get the smack down there? Like, uh, excuse me, it's not about them trying to preserve the old ways of the samurai. This is what happens when you get your history from the last samurai. Ed? Did you what? get your history from the Last Samurai? Well, I, 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 well, at the time <laughs> I wasn't even very insulted because I hadn't seen the Last Samurai, no. and now I've seen it, and the answer is no. I, I mean, don't get the, my... the one time in the history of this podcast, the one time you don't get all your history from a movie, and that's when they call you out on it. I can't believe it. I did it the hard way this time. I went to the library. I rented yeah. books. It was a nightmare. You know, without ruining the movie too much, mm. uh, this is not a historically accurate film no. um, at all. It's a bit like Karate Kid set at a wellness resort. Uh, one that <laughs> does 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 include hot springs, actually. Which well, is it is a great nice health spa that he goes to, and again, it's a lovely health you know, spa. Maybe isn't we it? should do a spoilers warning, but uh, I mean, you know, pause it now, see the movie, come back, see what you think. But um, yeah. he, he goes to a wonderful health spa and Tom Cruise goes there, an alcoholic, and all he needs to do is shake a bit inside a building and then he's he's uh, he's reached OT8. Yeah, but not initially. He's like, Sharky! Yeah, oh yeah, he goes, Sharky! Bring me Sharky! Sharky! Like that. Sharky! Now, Tom, um, Tom Cruise, quite an actor, um, mm. he's got two modes. It's uh, whispering. And then yeah. yelling! Very quickly. And um, Tom Cruise is obviously well known as an actor throughout the ages. Ed, how would you rate his performance in this? I think pretty good uh, because he's got three roles he's got to play. Yep. Role number one, drunken. I don't even care what you say you to me. You can handle the truth. Ooh, like that. It's got, that's yeah. number role number one. Yeah. Role number two would be... When he becomes uh, Japanese. No, not even. Role number two is, what, you're wearing a dress? What, are you a fag? That's yeah, his role yeah, number two. Yeah. This is kind of his Bill Burr doing an impression of a homophobe. Yeah. Uh, and his role number three is, putting on a dress. I am a <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't do the accent. I'm, but I'm he very nearly. Glad he nearly. Very, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. By the end of it, well, after about nine months at this samurai health resort and theme park, mm. he's total samurai. And oh, he's one hundred percent samurai. He's like, listen. He goes there when he's about forty-one years old or yeah. forty-two, or whatever. And the suggestion is, you just have to do a like three-month boot camp, and you're yes. as good a samurai as any other samurai. Well, better. And, yeah, better because he can kick some ass, and also he can just go up to. Um, uh, by the end, the the goes to the emperor. He's like, "Give me your sword, emperor, and I will sacrifice myself." And it's like, dude, what, what are you talking about? You like six months ago, you were a contract guy, and now you're what going to kill yourself for the emperor? Why would you? 
Big turnaround. Big turnaround. Worse because he's he's, he's learned the ways, Ed. He's learned the ways. Before we uh, carry on with Tom, I just want to take a quick sidestep towards supporting cast. Um, number one being the apparently pointless Timothy Spool. Yeah, the pointless a, Timothy Spool. I, I swear they made the movie and then mm. because of editing reasons, they cut out all his scenes. So he turns up at the beginning taking pictures and then turns up at the end taking pictures and <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah, but, but you know, in those days, uh, uh, Victorian photos took a long time to develop. So they obviously had one on <laughs> the go. It took a year Maybe to it, develop it. You're right. They they had to write in a Timothy Spool type character yeah. who was the kind of foppish, Fat English, English. Ra- rather tiresome, but sort of a tiny bit lovable because he's harmless. Yes. Um, Englishman. Yes. Oh, jolly good. How do you do? Simon Graham. But again, it feels like he's in the crew, he's in the gang, but we don't know why. And you don't really know why him and Tom Cruise get on because they never really have any meaningful interaction. And presumably not uh, like they were, they're probably at loggerheads at one point, you know, this yeah. all American and this recent British Empire dude. Yeah. Get a war in the in the North America not so long ago. That's right, but there's no he's just the sort of I suppose he's the comic relief, but there's just not Well, he's they not just thought, he's not in it. That's, no, the, that's exactly. the problem. I it's suspect kind of there were in. some comic relief scenes that got cut out. That's my it, Likewise with Billy Connolly, like there's just no Oh, you mean the Glaswegian playing an Irish guy? Why? Yeah, that was really <laughs> weird. Dodgy Wasn't accent. Weird? Such a dodgy accent. You have a flair for the old melodrama. I am indeed. Your man Custer says to me, we're going to the little bighorn. Says I, what's this wee stuff? It's the walking ticket for me. Nine lives I have, but I tell you what else I have. I have a good job for the both of us. 38% of people who are, are American listeners, this is not aimed at you, but I have heard this thing where sometimes Americans struggle to tell the difference between a Scottish and an Irish accent. Mm. And if if that is you... Um, I would tell you to go and watch The Last Samurai and watch and listen to Billy Connolly, a Scottish man's Irish impression. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you will soon realise that there is a huge difference because it's a terrible accent. It doesn't, it makes no sense. It doesn't know what it's doing. It doesn't know what it's doing. He has not mastered the Irish accent, old Billy Connolly. He's basically drink driving along the accent highway, just crashing into different lanes. He's veering. Taking out pedestrians. He's veering. Oh, it's terrible. It's like an Ice yeah. Road Truckers episode. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, it's very scary stuff. Um, but yeah, again, he's in there, I believe, early on. And then he just sort of buggers off. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't even remember what happens to him. He just goes. No, yeah, it's completely lost on me. And we watched it in detail. We kept pausing to you know discuss things. And yeah. I, I don't remember what happened to Billy Connolly. And I had times when I was going back to the fridge to find more beers. So I had time to think about <laughs> I had time to think about that stuff, you know. And and even now, it's only now that it occurred to me the, the, the strange disappearance of Billy Connolly. Don't know where he went. Don't know what happened don't to Timothy Spool doing. in the middle of the film. Have no idea. No. Um, I mean, Timothy Spool basically did a Jesus. Like, he was there at the, right at the beginning. And then there's a big gap. And then right at the end. Does he die? I don't even remember. What I do remember is that Tom Cruise, as you say, did a, a nine-month boot camp in a samurai training centre and became, as yeah. it turned out in the end, spoilers, not only a great samurai, but also impervious to machine gun fire. Yeah, is, Gatling gun. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's that the coming. thing. That's the thing about the um, film is that 
I think the uh, it's obviously they've thrown a few quid at it, and it's obviously quite a uh, fancy production. And so yep. the Gatling guns really look great, and all the you know the, all the actual stuff they use is great. But yeah, it's it's seemingly Tom Cruise's character Nathan Algren is the only person who can survive a Gatling gun straight on. Everyone uh, else has apparently every- unharmed. Yeah, everyone else at least has the the decency to die. Uh, which is historically accurate. That's what would generally happen if you get machine gunned with mm. fast flying bits of lead. But apparently not Tom Cruise. And he, uh, yeah, he gets out of it with athlete's foot, something like that. Something. Like it doesn't seem doesn't seem very much. Of course, because it's Tom Cruise and he's much more handsome than other people. Yeah, there has to be a love interest, which is rather. R- yeah, I, I did. I was going to bring up the um, the love story, if you can call it that. I mean, it's basically. Tom Cruise murders husband of woman and she falls in love eventually. Yeah, I mean, they obviously found the, well, amongst the, least... the people, <laughs> the least Japanese looking woman. Yeah, let's, but let's uh, say, it, say it like it is. Yeah, I mean, the, the sort of most, most palatable woman to a Western audience <laughs> of insular people um, possible. And again, there's no real sense why they would be, except for the fact that he just guffs around with their kids, with her kids, and so he looks like yeah, a great, exactly. he's like he's a playing, great guy playing baseball catch with Billy. Next thing you know, she's like, "Oh, I could replace my husband, who he killed." Yeah, let that be but, a lesson to you out there, fellas. If you um, if you do have the hots for somebody, then I recommend murdering their husband and then making friends with the kid. Let's talk about outfits because um, a lot of ceremonial dress wear armour worn during battle in The Last Samurai and it all looks very impressive. So I'm wondering um, how how much was this uh, these uh, and if you have to watch it but very elaborate sort of cliched samurai red outfits all over with the face masks and everything. How much do you reckon this stuff was actually worn during these fights? Well, I do, you know, to be honest, I don't, I'm not a Japanese military historian, um, so I couldn't give a, you know, ultimate answer. But in terms of what I reckon, you would have, just like um, in European society, you'd have your elaborate pieces of armour, which weren't ever actually made for the battlefield. They were meant for strutting around in and for, you know, pageantry and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure that a lot of the armour that we see in the battle, like, you just wouldn't have people running around in this full kind of Power Ranger get-up because yeah. it's just imp- it's impractical. Mm. I mean, how on earth are you going to be these agile samurai types fighting in battle when you've got, you know, these Halloween costumes on? It just I know they are obviously much lighter weight than full metal or whatever else, but, yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, the people are going around in their best Sunday fighting suits on all the mm. time. Um, I don't think that would fit in very well. Um, but I do like the fact that it was just like, it would be an honour if you'd wear the suit that you killed the other guy in, you know, yeah. stuff. Well, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, the turning point is, I've got it in my, here in my notes, so the turning point seemed to be when Tom Cruise got rid of his American costume and put on a dressing gown. And from that moment on, he was a master samurai. Yeah, that's all and, it uh, takes, really. Yeah, it's a, it's a big changeover. Well, that's a good point because, you know, a dressing gown gives you all that flipping manoeuvrability mm. that one needs to do all that cool, you know, um, movement and agility. And I don't think wearing that, the sort of big 
uh, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle costume is is the way. Yeah, and I think actually it was more putting on the dressing gown and less the bit when he was having a stick fight with somebody and getting beaten mercilessly. And then somebody said to him, clear your mind, tree falling in the woods. And suddenly he was a master swordsmith. I know, I know. But that said, I mean, it was quite interesting. Um, During the film... Mm. Like they they reference they're like it is Bushido the way of the samurai, mm. and I think we'd or we'd said that 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 Bushido the the book of it was which was written in 1900, uh, was written by a Japanese individual for a Western audience. Yeah. you know, almost like fan fiction. Mm. You know, and then that fan fiction became so important that it was translated uh, back into Japanese and then taken up wholeheartedly by a Japanese society who wanted to look back to find their identity <laughs> Brexit um, <laughs> you know we, we are we suffer from the same problems I think mm. but it's it's really interesting actually one of the the things that someone said on this reddit thread was that actually the Japanese um, are still of the they were still quite likely to they, they buy into the mythology of this stuff so actually, something like The Last Samurai would be quite nice, well taken up there. Because mm. they would say, ah, yes, you see, ah, fantastic. That's how it actually was. Yes, indeed. Although I suppose the um, they might not take up so much with the random Westerner coming in and in nine months superseding all the samurai who he surrounds. Yeah, who's like much better yeah, than. Yeah, because he's, uh, well, because he's, you know, he's white. <laughs> and therefore better. So, well, white, de- white mm. devil. White devil. Yeah. Right, devil. I think we've come. We we can definitely say that. Uh, it, you know, it's fine. Like the problem with the this movie is, it's just like uh, you've seen it before. You've seen this so movie so many times. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just there's a blueprint. He gets captured. It's the same thing. He yeah. becomes their friend. Well, he's, he's, he learns he's their first, ways. Yeah. First of all, he's like he's he's down on his luck, yeah, or he's yeah. he's lost his way. It's now alcoholic. Yeah, and what he did, of course, to the Native Americans, he's now seeing the other side. So it's his redemption yeah. is helping, basically, yeah, the Native Americans of Japan, which is really insulting, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Extremely insulting. Um, the, they're like, see, these are the, the un- More savages. Yeah, like they turn up to their village. They all like live in like little villages mm. in, in their unpolluted r- rural societies. And it's just like, what are you talking about? Mm. That, that also was hilarious. You've seen this film, so you don't need to sit on that account. Also, as far as historical films, it, I think it falls within the Braveheart, you know, school of thought, yeah. that kind of thing. It's definitely not, you should definitely not um, uh, accuse us of basing our history on anything <laughs> like that. Um, Let it go, and you should. No, I'm never <laughs> ever going to let it go. Don't exist anymore. One thing I do need to bring up before we go, Ed, something you predicted when we were watching the movie. Tom Cruise was going up explaining something to one of his samurai, one of his samurai captors, and mm-hmm. then you turned to me and said, Thermopylae. And that's exactly what he brought up at this point. Yes, yes, he did. That's right. He, he heralded back to Sparta um, and how the... Uh, the 500 had, uh, uh, was it 300? I don't know if he said 500 or 300. I think he said 500, yes. so he got the title he of the did. other movie wrong. 
in fairness to him, I don't think he just mentioned... I think he said Greeks rather than Spartans. Mm-hmm. So actually, that points for that. Points for that. It's weird that a character in the movie is more historically accurate about another time period than the one that the movie's actually based <laughs> yeah, exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. That's a bit weird. Um, but yes, yeah, so I knew he would bring up Thermopylae, and he did. And uh, they did all die. Uh, spoilers, just like in this one. Except for Tom Cruise. Yeah, actually, you know what? I can't say that the men- reference of Thermopylae was such a crime after all. Mm. I mean, he didn't save Greece. Uh, he should have pointed that out. Um, should have pointed said that the Navy saved him, but uh, whatever. Yeah, I knew they would bring that up because uh, it's some... Bullshit! <laughs> bullshit. Add to the bullshit. So, Phil, uh, if you could score this movie, what would you give it? So, because of all the cliches, which, you know, nothing wrong with a cliche per se, but we've seen this movie a million times before. Um, however, I did like the costumes. I uh, didn't like the, the basically, the American guy can take on a million very, very well-trained samurai thing, cliche, because American's the best, of course. Um, and the story was something we've seen before, but on the other hand, it's very, it's very nicely put together. I did like the scenery, the settings. Enjoyable movie, not a not going to blow me away. So I'm going to give it, and also quite long, quite long, maybe like this episode. So I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Oh, that's your system. Okay, well I'm going to give this two walks out of five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that, and you're like, wait, walk Japanese? Uh, I'm like, hey, come on, it's it's as accurate as the movie, and culturally <laughs> as culturally sensitive. Yeah. Uh, I would say my yes, my thing about it is. I don't really know what this film was for because it's just a movie with a sort of inaccurate um, natives versus over-civilised people um, story that we've seen a million times. And I don't really understand what the point of the ending was because the emperor who up to that point is kind of told what to do and is afraid, and I believe that's quite a good um, reflection of Emperor Meiji so points mm. for that but at the end he's like oh it's important that we remember our samurai past and like well hang on a minute does that that the history after that is the samurai aren't retained mm-hmm. they some some of them okay get to go into the civil service and take military positions mm-hmm. and that but as a class they're kind of done yeah but that's why so, he emphasized the word past I know, so he's a bit like, so he learns, learns how to do marketing. He's yeah, just like, basically. it's very important that we put up a blue plaque and forget all about them. Yes. Uh, so that's, I guess that's what, he's sort of greenwashed the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that. So yeah, I give it two out of five in my system uh, uh, because two walks. it's two walks out of five. Because it's interesting, uh, it, it's, it's a good watch. But you've seen it before, yeah. um, and you're not going to learn anything historically, which is what um, we're so, all about. Yeah, it ain't going to help you. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. But don't worry, dear mm. listeners, because the countries that di- don't exist anymore movie club has just got going. In fact, we are going to look at another movie which is more perhaps accurately uh, based on a story that we've covered previously and that's the Raj of Sarawak and I think we mentioned it in fact uh, when we were talking to Nigel Barley uh, in this year in fact um, a movie called Edge of the World came out starring Jonathan Rhys-Meyers as James Brooke 
so I will be fascinated to see how he portrays him and uh, why they didn't get an aging Colin Firth to do the role. Indeed. Uh, as Nigel Barley did ask about that too. Indeed. Uh, so we'll be doing that on Patreon. And if so, if you'd like to uh, join us on that, then uh, please sign up. Um, at the Let Me See Empire Builder or above for the yeah, bonus that's episodes. It. Yep, that's on patreon.com forward slash ctdea pod. And you'll not only get the movie club, you'll also get our short histories of Rome, our bonus episode on Afro Ben, and many, many more. Many more things. So if you enjoyed. To be recorded. To be recorded. So if. TBR. So if you enjoyed this uh, this film club, then make sure you join us on Patreon. Why don't you? So, Phil, talking of Patreon, how is Patreon going? Oh, it's very good. We've got lots of villagers, and I'm very yes, grateful to all you villagers. We have such a population of villagers. We've got now. a lot of villagers, but overall, like, lording it over those villagers is Empire Builder Jim, and, of course, the supreme being himself, the God King. Michael Matthews. So All praise you. to his name, All Michael Matthews. His name, Michael Matthews. All praise to his name. All praise to his name. And if you'd like to uh, join Michael Matthews as a God King, you get the opportunity to come and act with us in one of our sketches live on the podcast. Well, pre-recorded on the podcast. As Ed said before, there's loads of stuff, so just go to patreon.com forward slash pod. And, of course, don't forget that on our website, ctdapod.com, Ed put lots of lovely little written content as well. It's all lovely. That's right. Articles, That's right. Articles. little bits, um, yeah. quizzes. There's, yeah. Got some exciting new article content coming up. If, you, if you're a regular, if you're, you can't wait for the next instalment. If you want his, the, the BuzzFeed of history, uh, go to ctdeapod.com. Dot com. And check it out. Oh, yes. And... Don't forget, it's not over just yet, because our final episode, we are going back to where it all began. Arguably the first ever country, what don't exist anymore. It's Sumer, ancient Sumer. So join us for the final episode of this season. Series three, (laughs) indeed. (laughs) Just underline that. Countries that don't exist anymore They used to exist but not anymore Now you know what this podcast is for It's countries that don't exist Real.